Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the wide, wide Pokemon-filled world of Nintendo. I'm James Matsumontamagno. And I am Michael the Trout Man Rivet. Oh, has someone been fishing? Yeah, I did a little fishing the last couple of days. I've been I've been trying to teach myself how to fly fish. Mm. You know what fly fishing, I think the definition of fly fishing is? It's to untangle line for several hours and catch a fish by mistake. That's, I think, what fly fishing actually means because... I I literally just snagged every tree. I just tangled it up on itself. Um, it's very really good practice at being like centered and like, nope, just calm down. Don't just yank this pole and break it in half. Like it makes you relax. So it's it's cool. It's a it's a my my goal by the end of the year is to catch a trout using my fly fishing uh, setup. Yeah, whenever I see people doing fly fishing, I one have no idea how they even expect to catch a fish because there's black art. Whip- they're whipping it back and forth. They're just whipping that <laughs> thing back and forth. What is happening? Um, and I don't, I mean, you're just teasing. You're rapidly teasing the fish and they don't like that, I assume. I don't know, but. That's the line is the weight. So when you're whipping it back and forth, what they're actually doing is giving more lines so they can get a farther cast. Ah. You know, if you're normal fishing, like spinner fishing or whatever, the lure is the weight and that's pulling your line wherever you're going. Whereas fly fishing, you're, you know, you're using the momentum back and forth. You're using the energy in the, in the rod and the, the line is the heavy part and it flicks the whip of the, the fly out there. But in my case, it basically just catches every tree in the entire area that I'm fishing. That's good. That's, uh, that's about about what you're supposed to do. So you're getting real close. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what they show in all the videos. Well, you know, in about two weeks, a week and a half, I will be a licensed fisherman in the state of Washington. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, H&I's dad are going to go out fishing for some salmon and I believe something else. We're not sure. We got our whole thing. But I mean, to get on a boat and actually go fishing, you got to get a it. license. It's $10. Yeah. Uh, so easy. I'm excited. I'm excited. That's cool. I'm, I'm hoping we, we get some, uh, a lot of photos, a lot of pictures. Yeah. I'm hoping to catch something, something just, and literally anything because you get to take up to two home, uh, per person. And like one would be great because that's a lot of salmon. It's if you a catch lot a lot of salmon. salmon. So anyways, um, that's our fishing, um, story here on the Nintendo <laughs> dispatch, um, fishing dispatch, you, your the, new podcast. Yeah. That's been this edition of the fishing dispatch. Now, I do want to say, uh, before we get into this week's news, uh, I want to uh, say that our hearts um, and minds and um, our best wishes um, are out to everyone in Japan. Um, Our first news article comes around the powerful earthquake that rocked Japan um, last week that caused a delay of Nintendo Direct. Uh, But just know that our hearts um, and our thoughts and prayers are going out with everyone over there that is... um, um, getting, uh, back together. Um, so very, very sad news. Uh, any, anything like this in general, whether it's an earthquake, forest fires, anything like that, you know, our, our hearts go out to the, to the families, uh, over there and hope that, uh, everyone can, can get back onto their feet, uh, soon. So very sad, uh, news, uh, and, and additionally for, for anyone else out there, that was the reason that Nintendo, uh, actually decided to delay the Nintendo direct, which I believe is, uh, the correct thing to do. Uh, and they, uh, they said that, Hey, we are not going to do it. This is going to be 30. It was going to be 35 minutes of new games for the switch and 3ds, but Hey, we're going to do it sometime in the future and that's it. And, uh, you know, I think that's fine. A lot of things have leaked out and we're already planned around it. So I think they'll maybe remix it into something new. Uh, do you have any predictions or anything like that, Michael, that you, you think that they'll do? Well, you know, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I do think that in in addition to the games, I'm I'm really hoping that we see something. And I think there was some some teases at it already. We're going to see something about Yoshi. I'm really, really hoping. Even though nothing's kind of slipped, I'm really hoping just a teaser, just a just a tidbit of Metroid. Um, I think we are going to hear about the cloud saves and the service, the online service that's going to be coming out and all that stuff. And 
I'm not really sure beyond that because I, I don't know. I think that they're going to have to mix things up now that they did delay it. And we're going to get to this story. But I think that this direct is going to be postponed and we're, they, they have to change it because I think some stuff that they were going to mention has come out. Yeah, maybe just cancel it. That's what I, I would just do yeah. it later. Just do a bit bigger one later, like before. Yeah, they might have to. Give it a month and then just a bunch of stuff's going to come out this month and then whatever. That's what I think. Yeah. And when, did you have anything that, you know, any predictions, any thoughts on what that would have been? What would have been in the direct? I think it's all the stuff that we're going to talk about this week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a, I, I think, yeah, I think maybe they would have talked about a bigger, a bigger game like you're talking about. Maybe. Maybe a Metroid, maybe something else from Partners. I think a lot of third-party games, but I think as we see, I think all the stuff we're going to talk about is what we would have been talking about anyways. I think you're right. Well, then let's move on to that. And one of those things that I think would have been mentioned is the online service that's going to be launching soon, maybe. Um, And the whole mystery and confusion that's going around about the cloud saves and how that's going to work. There's been a lot of information coming out lately, and it seems that people are kind of confused. There's mixed reports on this. Right now, it seems that the developer has the option to opt in or out when it comes to cloud saves. It also seems that most of what's out there currently will have cloud save support unless a player can cheat it with some sort of online game. So what the actual response from Nintendo is, they said a vast majority of Nintendo Switch games will support save data cloud backup. However, in certain games, this feature would make it possible to, for example, regain items that have been traded to other players or revert to a higher online multiplayer ranking that has been lost. So to ensure fair play, the save data backup may not be enabled for those games. One of those games being Splatoon 2. So their fear is that if you have cloud save on a game like that, you could just say, oh, I I, I either lost something that I want or my ranking has gone down. I'm just going to go back to that cloud save and start over as if nothing had ever happened. And I can see where they're concerned, you know, that that seems pretty realistic to me. They are going to put it on the case when a cloud save is supported or not. And there's been spotted uh, disclaimers on some of the games online right now that say Nintendo Switch online membership sold separately and Nintendo account are required for online play. This game does not support save data cloud backup not available in all countries, internet access required for online features. So that's already showing up on Pokemon Let's Go, Eevee, and Pikachu. In addition to that, Dark Souls Remastered, Dead Cells, FIFA 19, and NBA 2K19. So, I mean, the Pokemon one is a little concerning because people sink so many hours into that game. Same with like, um, you know, like a... I don't think it would happen, but if it were a Zelda, if Zelda popped up with that disclaimer, that could be a real problem. You're putting hundreds of hours potentially into these games and then poof, it could be gone. You know, and the other thing that's also weird is a lot of these games are currently on PS4 and they do support cloud saves. So it's kind of like, well, where's the issue with it being on the Switch and why can't Nintendo do it when Sony's able to do it? Um I can understand both sides of the argument. Obviously, you want things to be fair, but if it is possible, maybe that needs to happen as well because people will potentially lose a lot of their their game data, especially with a device like the Switch. You know, that's yeah. mobile. You can anything can happen. Yeah, I don't. I don't quite get it. I mean, for me, I could understand if some of the data was backed up in the cloud, like Splatoon Two, like my single player progress, like that could be backed up easily. You know. Sure. The all the stuff I have downloaded and saved, like okay, so all the stuff I've acquired as far as goods, maybe not, but at least something is backed up because to me that's pretty important to me. Now, there's not only confusion about this going on, I think there's even confusion about what games will support online play via the service and what need the membership and what don't. So I think there's just a lot of confusion in general. So hopefully they clear this up. But to me, um, I would be I'm starting to get concerned that mm. all games, you know, a majority of games, even if they just have some online play, will not offer 
cloud saves, and then that's concerning. So I think they'll have to remedy that at some point. Um, and maybe the developer can implement some things where it's back and forth. But if I'm playing a game like Paladins or Fortnite, it's all saved up in the cloud anyways. So I'm, I think, I'd imagine, I mean, that's where it I'd should imagine. be saved. Yeah, it's, it's on a, their server somewhere. Yeah. So maybe they have an offering to do that. So who knows? But yeah, I will be very curious when this comes out. And just to see, go through my game catalog and see what supports it and whatnot. And additionally, I'll be interested to see the transition from saving locally to saving on the cloud goes. That's something no one's talking about right now because we already have mm. all these things locally. Can I just transfer them to the cloud? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And yeah. and how is that load time? Like, how's their servers going to handle things? Are we playing from the cloud when we do things? Um, I think maybe like we had gone back to the previous story. I think that that direct is delayed, but I do think that there should be a short direct about the service because they want people in on this, right? They want people to buy in. They want things to happen. So you really need to clarify because I think that this is one of those those things right now where people just don't understand how this is supposed to work. And in the past, it seemed like, yeah, no, this was cut and dry. You've used it on Xbox. You use it on PlayStation. That's how it works. Well, this past week, it kind of came out, well, no, not so much. It's not really how it's working on Nintendo's. little scary. A little scary. Well, and some more brighter news. We had some awesome interviews this week. The first one is from our good friends over at Zen Studios. You know, we love Zen Studios and Pinball FX3. Now, last week we talked about how they were able to acquire the Williams and Bally tables for Pinball FX3, which I'm so excited for. This this will be the first time they have official, you know, tables, pinball tables. Now, what's cool here is that Mel Kirk and Emmerich Ziggadee from Zen had this interview with, I think it was comicbooks.com uh, had it. And they talked about how they got it, why they got it, and what the deal entailed. So the first thing is that Zen went to Williams and Bally, gave them a very clear and exciting vision, knowing that the top tier treatment and quality that they gave the games that they create um, and what they could do with their titles really won over Williams and Bally to kind of see the future um, of where Pinball FX uh, 3 is going across all the different platforms. Now, what's cool here is that these tables are going to get the same treatment as any other table. So they'll get all the tournaments, um, custom tournaments, anything that a, a, a one of their own tables gets. Also, these table gets as far as modes. And finally, this is very exciting because while they announced a few tables, they said that this deal gives them access to the entire library of Williams and Bally tables, which is a lot. Now, they're targeting the first few select because IP and licensing can still be complicated. Just because Williams and Bally's um, have the table rights, it doesn't mean they have you know the the rights to each and every single um, you know you know bits and pieces. Money needs to go to different hands. Let's just be honest. People sure. want their money. They so, own the they own the rights, but there's other people involved when they created it. Correct. Correct. Gotcha. So, so if, if you make a RoboCop game or a Mario game, gotcha. somebody's got to get paid. Yeah. 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 So pretty cool. I'm excited that they get access to everything and this will be really nice. Now, the next one is actually from our good friends over at Ubisoft. You know, Ubisoft, they make great games um, such as Mario and Rabbids, who sold 2 million copies. Now, this is a very long interview that CEO Yeez did. What was Yee? I'm sorry, I'm going to call him. Yilomet uh, <laughs> did with GameSpot. <laughs> Now, they, he was talking a lot, a whole bunch of different things, but he did comment on Nintendo and their relationship. Basically, they've supported Nintendo for a long time, from the Wii to the Wii U to the Switch, and even before that. They just love working together. Um, they're big fans of what Miyamoto and their team does, and they continue to work together going forward. And, and that collaboration seems to be closer and closer. Now, when prompted, if they're going to do any new IP with Nintendo, because they are coming out with Starlink, um, and I also got to see that at PAX, by the way, and it was very, very cool, the Star Fox one. Um, now, when I saw that, I was very excited. So it comes next to say, hey, you're starting to do some Star Fox stuff. You got Mario and Rabbids. Are you going to do more stuff? And he, he giggled and said, I can't say. And then when asked about Mario and Rabbids 2, he also giggled again and said, I can't give you the answer yet. But, you know, I'm assuming that things are going to happen uh, eventually. So that's my Well, point. let's hope. That would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be cool. But really fun interviews. I like reading interviews that you know, talk about more Nintendo stuff. Yeah, especially when they're excited for the system that we're 
excited for right like that was a huge thing going into the switch where it was like are these third-party companies going to be involved are they going to like this are they going to be you know embrace it and it seems like they have been more and more even you know numbers are showing that things are outselling better on switch than other things so it's kind of like man that's just a great snowball effect it's they saw what it did on that for them somebody else is going to jump on the bandwagon so i think that's really really exciting All right, so now going into some of the game announcements for the week. Now, we had mentioned that the Direct was canceled and how that can lead to some awkward uh, situations. And some of those being all of the game announcements that have kind of trickled out over the last week. And it seems very unplanned. It seems (laughs) like they really didn't mean for it to kind of go this way. First one being Final Fantasy XV chibi pocket edition is coming to switch um this seems sort of like a complete is it a complete reimagining of it i guess and just kind of like a more simplified play style and graphics so obviously the switch isn't going to handle what the playstation 4 was able to handle with you know the graphics wise so this is something that it can handle and it seems like it's the full game, just pulled pulling the key moments from it, you know, so that you can still get the full narrative. I think that that's really cool, but it, it kind of just trickled out. It just sort of happened and nothing was really said about it. Like it just kind of showed up somewhere. Same thing happened with the Mega Man 11 demo. This is like a huge announcement that now you can play this demo. We, I feel like during the direct, Mega Man 11 was going to be announced, and they're going to say you can play the demo today. It was going to be one of those out right now announcements, and that kind of fell flat as well. I just happened to be I was going through the eShop and I noticed it because I do check the demo thing almost every week, and I happened to notice it was there. So I was kind of like, oh wow, it sne- nobody said a word. And then the last one, I'm actually pretty excited for but 2k games said that civ 6 will be coming out on the switch in november 16th and i think that was kind of a weird announcement it just popped up on the website nobody said anything there was no fanfare and i think that would have been a big one that would have been mentioned that during the direct i think people are gonna you know that's a that's a, sort of a genre that's missing off the switch at least to that extent i'm really excited for civ 6 i i liked i think it was five i played a lot of on on uh, steam and i'm i'm really excited to pick this up for the switch so those weird announcements and and now that's why i'm saying i don't know what nintendo is going to do about the direct i think you're right that they're just going to say you know what let's scrap it unless there's some other big things that never got mentioned and we'll just talk about the online service because these things kind of just sort of fell flat like you can't say Mega Man 11 demo out today oh no that was last sorry never mind <laughs> yeah it's uh it's tricky because once the ball is in motion on a lot of these things press releases you're not turning uh, that around you can't turn it around some of these things and once the demos and you know you want to get it out and it's it's actually out on the switch first and we'll talk about my playthrough later um but yeah it's it's pretty cool so go get it and in fact the, the next thing actually happened today when we were recording on monday is is nintendo came out and they announced a brand new special edition nintendo switch for pokemon let's go it's absolutely beautiful Mm. uh this is the first at least for the united states special edition um dock and joy con controllers in brown and yellow which are more of like a darker gold and yellow um i like the yeah. gold ev color it's, it says it's brown but i need to see it in person because it looks very it gold. doesn't look brown in the photos it looks no. gold and yellow it looks gold and my favorite must be that there's a custom dock so it comes with all the nintendo switch stuff that you would expect um it's going to launch the same day that pokemon let's go launches But it comes with the game downloadable, a Pokeball Plus accessory, and then the the Eevee and Pikachu themed um, um, Switch. And it's really beautiful. Both Eevee and Pikachu are on the Switch outer on the um, uh, on the dock itself. And Pikachu uh, looks adorable. Uh, I mean, they both look adorable, but he he has or she the Pikachu has like (laughs) its arm like up like. So cute because, you know, it could be either female or male, like all Pokemon, Um, uh, most of them, at least. So and then, yeah, two special edition Joy-Con controllers, which look great. And then the little attachments that go onto the Joy-Con are also different colors. So four 
different colors. And then the back of the Switch also has Eevee and Pikachu and Pokemon themed stuff on the back. And it's going to be $3.99, uh, which is this, the price of a Switch plus all that stuff anyway. So it's the same. You're saving maybe, I think, $10, I said, overall, perhaps. But you get all the limited edition stuff. So if you were buying a Switch for this game, you should get this bundle because it's amazing. It's about time they've come out with a themed switch you know it seems like this was something that needed to happen anyway i'm amazed that it took them so long i'm amazed it took for this game like with odyssey zelda like i'm amazed that we didn't get these games or these these theme switches before but it is exciting i'm hoping we see more of them i love the seeing just new color joy cons i hope those become available as just separate purchases Mm -hmm. you know i would love just the yellow ones i think that yellow looks pretty nice um but yeah, I, more stuff. Come out with more of these things because I, I do think there's a market for this. I'd be really interested to start seeing some hard numbers on this. But the fact that people want, you know, you can customize this. You can make this your own. Like change the Joy-Cons, change, add, give us more skins, do things where we can start having a little bit of personality for these devices beyond what's available right now. And I think this is a great start. I love it. It's pretty cute. I think it's going to sell like hotcakes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'll definitely sell out. I'm tempted, but I don't need another switch. So, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> um, yeah. So getting on to some awesome sales numbers, uh, the first article that came out this week was really exciting because we'll talk about later how great Dead Cells is doing. And in fact, it's doing amazing on the switch better than any other console. Uh, in fact, over at Destructoid, the developers of Dead Cells, which is available on PlayStation, uh, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch uh, that just came out, is selling four times better on Nintendo Switch, four to one. And what's intriguing is that the PlayStation has four times the number of consoles sold over the Switch, but it's inverse. It's completely flipped when the Nintendo Switch is selling four times better than the PlayStation 4 that has a huge install base of 76 million compared to the 20 million Nintendo Switches. So that's great um, in general, just just basically crushing it. There's no specific hard numbers on how many they sold, but um, I don't know. It's probably sold a bajillion copies. So I mean, that's amazing to me that it's doing that kind of that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, developers are going to see how well it's doing on the Switch. People are hungry for quality games on the Switch. I think that's just going to promote further growth on the Switch. Now, Nintendo is celebrating Animal Crossing. They just reached, well, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, I should say, just reached a major revenue milestone. They just crossed the $50 million player spending, spending globally amount. Uh, it took them a little bit longer than what I think they would have hoped for they had five or 50 million in 289 days super mario run hit it in 222 days fire emblem heroes hit it in 20 days oh man so it's not doing fire emblem heroes good but it you know it's still making money it still hit that milestone that they were hoping for um i think that's great you know nintendo needs some of these games i've I was not a huge fan of Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. I played it maybe a day or two uh, and then passed on it. But I know there's a huge love and following for Animal Crossing. I think that's that's cool. You know, I want a good Nintendo game on my phone as well as on my Switch. Maybe we will get that with some of the new games coming out shortly for Nintendo. But uh, yeah, they're they're happy about it. And I think that's wonderful. I really want maybe a Super Mario Run 2 that enables they do a different way of monetizing it that really um makes them a lot of money because super mario run is my favorite nintendo mobile game it's a phenomenal game i i believe it is their best mobile game it's it's absolutely fantastical and i i paid the ten dollars and i unlocked everything um and i do actually appreciate that because it's not trying to nickel and dime you it's like here's a ten dollar sure. game you know um yeah. but fire emblem has made more than 400 million dollars that's bonkers um yeah it's pretty crazy and i I agree with you mario run is my favorite nintendo game as well on on the phone um the others just kind of fell flat for me so i think that you know if they could hit those kind of numbers or maybe figure out a way to monetize it more i i i personally don't mind paying the ten dollars for the game and then that's it 
just have that game. Um, I don't need something like an Animal Crossing that's kind of getting you here and there. Or the same thing with Fire Emblem, where you you know you can pay in a lot of money to it over the time of the game. I just want to pay and have that on my phone. That's yeah. all. Some quick ones here uh, before we get to the latest game releases. Um, just today, Square Enix doing more things, which again, I believe, which, you know, stuff would have been announced last week. But yeah. Final Fantasy, another Final Fantasy coming to the Nintendo Switch. This one is Crystal Chronicles. Yes, your favorite 2003 Final Fantasy game from the GameCube, where you had to have Game Boy adapters to play multiplayer. <laughs> I owned it is being re-released on the Nintendo Switch. Now, this would be fun if you had additional Switches and you could play together. This was a very fun game because it's more action role-playing game compared to the traditional Final Fantasy games. Uh, I did own this game. I did enjoy this game. It'll come out on uh, Switch and PlayStation 4, not the Xbox, apparently, uh, <laughs> on uh, 2019. Now, they said that specifically around Japan. Japan release dates, nothing international mm. yet. And they said it will have global multiplayer, whatever that means. So we'll see what happens. Um, I, I'd probably pick up this game again. I really actually enjoyed this game, depending on how much it was 20, 30. Bucks. I think, it, yeah, this is going to be a, you know, if they're trying to get it for the full price, that's going to hurt it. If it's sort of like a 1999 purchase, I think they'll, they'll crush it. Yeah. So it really is on them to decide what they're going to cost for something like this. And, and I, I'm leaning towards that, you know, Nintendo tax where it's going to be way more than it should be that's, always that's my guess uh so kind of interesting story coming out by the producer of zelda saying that perhaps we will be seeing another one on the switch which i think would be amazing in the article we were reading they were talking about you know that there's this need for the features of an open world and all of the stuff that they put into the the most recent zelda game and that there is interest in moving forward with that, keeping that going, keeping that feeling alive and that the talks have already started and it may still be within Switch lifetime that we're going to see this game. I would love that. I think that would be fantastic to see again. There's some system untapped features that haven't been utilized, so they maybe want to start implementing those as well in the new Zelda game. I think it would be fantastic if we see i mean what are we talking the life of the switch right now we're what year one and a half into yeah. it mm -hmm. um i mean we probably got i don't know five more six more seven more years of the switch being around i could definitely see another zelda happening on the switch i wouldn't see why not and it would match up with the life cycle of other uh zelda games so for instance uh zelda twilight princess you know was released on Oh, I guess the Wii, I think it's did come on the Wii U. I'd have to look back, but I'm pretty sure there's like one or two on each. Yeah. So like, um, yeah, Twilight Princess launched on GameCube and Wii. And then also Skyward Sword also came out later. Right. And then you had this game, which came out on Wii U. Remember, Breath of the Wild actually came out on the Wii U and the Switch. Mm. So there's opportunity and there's been tons on a bunch of other ones. And the engine's done. Just make another one and it's going to be yeah. the same. Just do it. Give us, give us what we love. I mean, also, as we mentioned with the direct, I think that there was going to be some information about Yoshi and it does seem that Nintendo themselves kind of hinted at the, the actual name of it. It's going to be Yoshi's crafted world. Mm -hmm. At least that's what was posted on Nintendo of America's website. So the listing is no longer there now, but that's what came up. Yoshi's crafted world. And it does make sense considering the way that game looks. It kind of has that handmade paper cardboard feel to it. So I guess we know the name now. Yoshi. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sure. Um, I'm sure it'll be great. It's just like Willy World. Um, all right. Finally, let's get into it. Fortnite alert. Wah, 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 wah. Fortnite alert. Wah, wah, wah. Fortnite incoming. Actually, nothing about the game, um, but uh, I will say that why not talk about Fortnite for funsies because Michael loves it, but they just struck a deal with Hasbro um, and they're going to be coming out with a Fortnite Mon Monopoly edition because everybody loves Monopoly. All right. Uh, that's coming out in October, but more importantly, the most important thing, there's going to be official Fortnite nerf blasters for everyone out there that has uh, wars in their office. So now you can have Nerf Blasters. No photos, but spring 2019 happening. 
Yeah, I'm excited to see what those look like. I think the Monopoly is a little weird. I, I don't see that. I don't know how that connection works, but the Nerf Blasters makes total sense. I'm excited to see what they come out for those. Uh, that's going to that's going to do great. Those they can are awesome. They can Monopoly anything. Yeah, Any, that's true. It doesn't matter. Anything. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It could be a stick on the ground. Monopoly edition. <laughs> Monopoly stick version. Yeah. Silly. All right. So let's get to this week's best sellers. The top five coming in at number one. Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Wow. Coming in at number two. Into the Breach. Followed by number three. Human Fall Flat. Number four. Hollow Knight. And then number five is The Messenger. Now, it shakes it up a little bit when you go into the top five of the download-only chart. Number one is Into the Breach, followed by Human Fall Flat. Number three is Hollow Knight. Number four is The Messenger. And number five is One Strike. And then rounding out the top 30, some of the other new contenders this week is Hyper Light Drifter Special Edition that came in at number 10. And Bro Force came in at number 29. Bro Force. Bro Force. Bro Force. Yeah, interesting about Monster Hunter. Good for Monster Hunter. I think you called that. I think you called that last week. You said it would be uh, number one, I thought. Monster Hunter. I actually didn't think that it was going to, I thought it was going to be just top five, you know, and, but I'm happy about it, I would say. Uh, now, we'll talk about the demo later. And it's not the best Monster Hunter. That's Worlds. Everyone's loving Worlds. So my theory, Michael, is just like anything else that's being remade. If it does extremely well, it gives the developers high, high hopes that they can do the sequel or a new version of it, and it'll also do well. So if Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate does amazing, which it seems like number one spot, that's not bad. Um, bad. then perhaps they'll come out with a new one so i'm excited good good stuff and hollow knight i'll probably be back on top next week but into the breach which is great i've been playing more of it still extremely hard game so <laughs> spoiler alert still hard um all right now let's talk about the new releases coming out september 10th through the 16th there are three games hitting retail shelves the first one is nba 2k19 now we know that this will not support and will not support cloud saves. And that's okay because it's basketball and you're just going to basketball it up. This has LBJ, my boy. Well, actually not anymore. It is not in Cleveland anymore. So no longer my boy. Well, no, he's not on the cover. <laughs> Good. He's on the special edition cover. I saw that. Who's on the cover? I don't know anything about basketball. So um, this is the 20 year celebration there's a new open world neighborhood feature and uh so this will this is going to be fun every once in a while i'll do this when i when i know about logistics of the physical game which is coming digital as well this one will require a minimum 32 gigabyte card um because and five gigabytes on system memory. So you need to have at least 32 gigs of download space and five gigabytes on your system memory for some reason. I don't understand. So Jeez. yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. A lot. That's a lot. Now moving on to another game coming out on September 11th. Uh, so it'll already be out by the time podcast is, is out is mercenaries saga chronicles, $40. This game uh, actually already came out uh, downloadable many, many months ago, and it's only $15, which you can get right now. But uh, if you want to buy the physical retail version for $25 extra, you can. Uh, It is an isometric uh, view turn-based RPG, very similar to Final Fantasy Tactics. It does look very good for about $15. I don't know about $40, but if you're like me and you like physical and like to overpay, then boom, you're good to go. (laughs) now the big release though september 14th this snuck by me because i totally forgot this was coming out is nintendo labo toy con 03 vehicle kit edition um so uh, if you're like me and you have a bunch of cardboard sitting around your house and you want more cardboard this is your opportunity this puppy here will have um, all the things that you could possibly want inside it will have the the flight thing and it'll have the other thing for flying cars and for doing cars and i don't know submarine submarine all kinds of stuff it'll be all the fun things all packed into one box for it now we mentioned earlier this one does actually look really 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 cool um i'm over cardboard i'm not gonna buy it i'm no more cardboard in the house that that's uh something i told uh heather i said no more cardboard coming in (laughs) but that said this 
Nintendo Labo looks like the Nintendo Labo that you would want to buy because it looks phenomenal overall. Um, I'm really, really impressed. The car, the submarine, and the plane, those are the three things. Looks great. I also like that it's three things, not not five or six different things. So if you're out there, you're looking for something, especially playing Mario Kart, give this a look. $69.99 is what it will cost you for 15 pounds of cardboard. Well, I think you're right, though. That's the one that was made... You know, and once we realized that these can be used for Nintendo games, this is the kit that was built to be best optimized for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what it seems like. It's like this is the one that's made for it. So I think if you're going to get any of them, this seems like the one that you're going to get the most um, time with because you can actually use it for other things and maybe it won't just sit on the shelf. I don't know. We'll be really interested to see if the numbers do well for it because that I I have a hunch that the Labo is kind of falling off. Like you had said, people have done it, they built it, and then they realize oh, there's nothing else I can do with this. So now I'm curious to see with this Joy Toycon 3 if people are sick of it yet or if they're going to buy into the idea still. So we'll see. We'll see. Now going into the digital downloads, we have September 10th, Dust and Elysian Tale for $15. It's a side-scrolling or 2D side-scrolling RPG set in industrial gothic. Everything is hand-painted. It's beautiful. Very, very colorful. Just gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous game. I think you and I would both agree this seems like something that's sort of unique, feels unique. Um, just really pretty. On September 12th, we have Grandpa and the Zombies for $6.75. <laughs> There's also Time Carnage for $13. On September 13th, we have Bastion for $15. I'm super excited for that. Danger Mouse, The Danger Games for $5. Defunct for $15. Doling's Arcade for $7. Nefarious, $13.50. Old School Musical for $13. Senran Kagura Reflections, $10. Shadow Fight 2 for $10. Stay for $12. Super Dungeon Tactics for $20. Surgeon Simulator CPR for $13. The Mojang Huntress for $250. The Spectrum Retreat for $13. The Warlock of Firetop Mountain Goblin Scourge Edition for $24. I'm going to stop taking a drink. There's so many games coming up this day. <laughs> Wasteland 2 Director's Cut for $30. Now, of this long, long list, is there anything jumping out of you? Anything that you're like, yeah, that looks pretty interesting. I think I want to jump in on that. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if I would necessarily want to jump in on any of these games but there are a lot of games i'm excited for because you just went down the list but there are a few that i am pretty excited for you did talk about dust and elysian uh tale that one i mean it looks absolutely beautiful i mean this was originally from microsoft studios and humble hearts llc humble hearts is just doing them themselves now um from 2013 so it's about a five-year-old game but that said it has over eleven thousand overwhelmingly positive reviews not just positive but overwhelmingly positive reviews on steam um mm -hmm. and i watched when watching the trailer i was like well i need i probably need this game so that is one that's already added to my wish list bastion we know our good friends over at Supergiant. Um, that game is something i will want to pick up at some point and now i will play it because it's on my switch yeah i'm getting that one for sure yeah it looks great um i got like i said i got to see it at pax and is running super performant there um now i will say i'm going to go through these a little bit more because i there's quite a few games on this list i, I i'm disappointed in the danger mouse game or were you a danger mouse kid growing up at all no i would i don't have any connection with danger mouse me either but that said that doesn't stop me from wanting to like have a cool danger mouse game because i think that that would be what do cool you mean? this isn't a cool danger mouse game <laughs> no it's like a racing game that's five dollars and uh, it does looks terrible the old school musical you know i love rhythm games michael you know i love i it. know this, uh, I don't know what's going on in the trailer. It's very hard to understand. So if there was a demo, I would maybe be into that. Now, all right, so what am I actually into? First off, Surgeon Simulator CPR, ridiculous. Um, 
the trailer it's super fun to play but <laughs> i bet you it's also really really hard so the cpr stands for co-op play ready because it's mo- local multiplayer you each take you each take a joy con so hard <laughs> um <laughs> local co-op and motion controls uh, which is great uh i don't know this game does look ridiculous and i'm sure it'll be super fun like a super fun party game and the, the thing is ridiculous oh, i'm not yeah. gonna buy it. i'm not gonna buy it but it looks ridiculous if that were on sale if that dropped in price i would i think i would pick that up just for the laughs um you know 13 dollars. while that's not a lot of money it's just not enough for me to buy a game that i'm only going to play once or twice and you know just have some fun with i i needed to be a little cheaper than that for for what i'm going to get out of it anyway yeah the spectrum retreat one that you talked about um uh, for 13 dollars. so it's hard because all these games are like 10 to 20 dollars. so they're all really in mm-hmm. the same zone that game watching the trailer does have some it already came out on the playstation but in july so it's still relatively newer it kind of looks cool it's hard for me to know what's going on did you watch the trailer for this one Oh yeah, I'm really excited for this one. I, that that's one of the ones I think is going to be something I really want. I like the idea of this game. Yeah, it's it's narrative driven puzzler. You it says you have to manipulate your way through. Like you're in this house. This narrator is like this this host. It looks really. It just looks really cool. The whole world about it looks very striking. It looks very cool i i can't put put my finger on what about the game makes me want to play it but i want to play it well i like these atmospheric games a lot you know something that's got this sort of just this feeling about them the spectrum retreat you essentially it seems like you're the only one in this hotel and you're trying to figure out why you're there and there's things going on all around you you know puzzles and stuff trying to figure out to to put to piece it together what the reasoning is and it had sort of a shining feeling to me like there's just empty rooms and there's like papers scattered on the floor and some of the parts and i like that that you know i don't need to know much more than that to know that it's something i'm interested in another one for me would be stay mm. that's got a very similar puzzle um th- totally different gameplay but very similar like it's a mystery it's a puzzle game where you are at the other end of a chat room from somebody that got like locked into a room and they're there by themselves and they don't know what's going on and they're chatting to you to try to figure out what is happening and it just seems like a really interesting take on a game it's kind of like a you know retro style looking game um but just that that idea that sort of gameplay of it seems so unique that i'm kind of like yeah i I need to try that out and for being 12 dollars, i'm more than willing to to buy into that yeah i I agree. I give you a thumbs up on your stay overview because I watched the trailer and I think you explained it better than the trailer. So, <laughs> um, yeah, the the final one that I'll go through here um, is is Wasteland 2 Director's Cut. Now, this game has a very interesting background uh, because it comes from the creators of the original Fallout. So it has that Fallout type feel. It's from In Exile uh, Entertainment. So this is turn-based slash party-based role-playing tactical combat. So it's kind of all the things in one. Uh, it looks pretty cool. If you're into that type of game, it's $30. So it's the same price that you would pay on the PC, but now on, on your Switch. So if you're into that Fallout type of game, not like the new Fallout, but the old Fallout, you know, um, mm-hmm. it, it comes over. So, so think about that if you're into that type of game, because you know, this comes from a great developer, a great publisher. Um, there but i don't know if any of these are going to break into the top i bet bastion will do great i wish Dust, i think Dust bastion would. yeah i want Dust yeah, i too. think bastion is going to be the one yeah bastion will bump it I, I want man this game looks so good when you go to dust i want everyone to go into the show notes i don't put a lot of the games through the list but i'm just going to link to the dust it looks so great everything about it looks so beautiful and then the trailer, if you YouTube the trailer, it's just so good. Well, now that we're through the games, I think we are to everybody's favorite part of the show. What you playing? What you been playing? Everyone wants to know. All right, let's kick it off. Uh, is it Mega Man with a space or Mega Man one word? Mega Man. I think it's one word. Mega Man. Mega Man. Two words. Two words. Nice try. Oh. Wrong. Uh, I thought it was two because when you when you read it in the... When you read it in the logo, it's one word. 
But when you go yeah. and you Google it, it's two words. So tricky. When you go to Mega Man. Tricky yeah. how they You got yeah. me, Mega Man. So we both played Mega Man eleven. What did you think? I'm not a big fan of Mega Man. Oh, no. I just, uh, no, I just don't care. You know, and the problem is coming from Hollow Knight, it is an infinitely better platformer than that Mega Man demo. Mm. I was playing and the switching between. So if anybody hasn't downloaded the demo, essentially you play as Mega Man or two other, I guess, Mega Men as well. I don't know what they are. Yeah. So you play as them. And then there's also you can control um it's gears i guess so you either can power up or you can speed up so you can kind of go back and forth between those and then they have some sort of temperature thing where if you're in one mode too long you overheat the controls just felt clunky to me i wasn't ever like mega man can only shoot horizontally can't shoot up so then you have to switch to somebody else and they can shoot up and then one of the guys just kind of like propels forward and chops things it's just i don't i don't like it i just wasn't into it maybe i missed some of that progression like i think the only other Mega Man game i played was the first one and so somewhere along the lines this must have happened where now you can change and i don't know these characters i don't know why there's two other people that i'm playing as are they friends i don't i i just don't care and the jumping felt kind of clunky to me and it's sort of that typical Mega Man weird jump that he does but it just was like i couldn't reach anything i just didn't like it i'm coming from a different platformer that felt infinitely quicker and more um, refined than what this demo was feeling to me. Tell, tell me how you really feel, Michael. <laughs> uh, so I, you know, I am with you. I'm not a huge Mega Man person. I always did think it was weird that Mega Man could only shoot left and right, not up and down. There are these other suits that let you do stuff. I, I did like, I think like Mega Man Legends or Mega Man X, one of the other ones that they had some cool stuff in them. Um, I played through first on normal mode and I got my butt handed to me and I was like, oh, yep, Mega Man's hard. Um, and then I played on the infinite life mode and I, I quite enjoyed that a little bit more. There was like a slowdown time mechanic. It seemed like a little bit more advanced. My concern is that I'm going to pay $20 and that there's only kind of nine levels and I already beat yeah. one of them, so I don't know. That's just me. I, I think it's time for Mega Man to evolve a little bit, but I, this is playing homage to the original classic Mega Man. So if you like that stuff, then I, I guess you like that stuff. And I don't think it's bad. I, I, I think it's okay, but again, I haven't played Hollow Knight, so um, I don't know. I, I, I have mixed mixed feelings on Mega Man 11. Yeah, I, I think if you're a Mega Man fan, you're probably going to love this. I'm not, I wasn't going into this as a Mega Man fan. So when I was playing through it, I just kind of, it just doesn't do anything for me that I don't get from uh, countless other platformers mm-hmm. I've played already on the Switch. You know, I was, uh, it's just like Steam World Dig felt like a better platformer than Mega Man 11. So there's just other games that I would much rather play than what I got from that demo anyway. Got it. Got it. Now you went on a demo spree. <laughs> I did. I demoed a lot of stuff this week. <laughs> so what happened here? So for me, I, I played the usual suspects. We won't even talk about those, but I, I did buy the video kid. That was one of my Whoa. purchases for the week. How is it? And I gotta say, I, it is so hard. First of all, like I can't get past half of the the board i think it's a single board i don't even know how many boards to be honest with you because i can't get past halfway um there are so many 80s references when you're like skating along it is so fun like you're seeing deloreans go by and you're just see it is like peewee herman rides by on a bike and it's just like the fun it's just so many ninja turtles are popping up and the transformers and it's so cool it is so cool i would love to see more of it but I'm just not good enough. I just can't get past where I keep dying. It is extremely difficult. But I will say, if you are, if you ever remember Paperboy, if you have any sort of like nostalgia for any sort of 80s pop culture type stuff, it is just a cool, fun, like $5 game. Uh, so in addition to that, I played Mega Man 11, like we just talked about. I also played Ultra Space Battle Brawl. Mm. This is sort of like Pong. Essentially, it's Pong. So you you pick a battle character 
and the opponent is on the other side and you're hitting a ball back and forth. So it's like that part of Pong where you bounce back and forth. Dun, dun, dun. Um, but if it gets past you, it hits this, this wall and that wall is protecting the thing that you actually are trying to hit. Mm. Because if you hit that a bunch of times, you win the game. So you're battling back and forth, hitting this ball, boom, boom, boom. And it gets faster and slower and you just depending on the angles and you're trying to outdo the other person, then you hit your protective wall you have to hit it once that activates it you hit it again it breaks that chunk and then if you get that chunk over and over if you hit through that opening now you're hitting the actual thing that wins the game Mm. and it's just a really fun the graphics are nothing great you know it's kind of got a retro style to it as well it's a little weird when i first downloaded the demo i'm like what is going on here but the gameplay is really addicting and i could see this being a lot of fun especially if you can play online with people um so yeah i saw it on there as a demo i said you know what i'm just burning through demos let me try this out and i really the gameplay got me the graphics i don't care for i don't really love the look of this game but just the idea of it the game itself is awesome Hmm. downloading it right now the demo yeah let me know what you think when you get a chance to play it pixel action heroes was another demo i played and this is basically any first person shooter so call of duty or any of those mixed with minecraft but it's not that good i tried to play online and it it may be a product of the demo maybe they just don't let you but i would think that would be kind of a mistake but i couldn't get on any servers so i couldn't play anybody to test it i could only play what they the like the computer um and it was okay, but it's it's not a good first-person shooter, and it's not good graphics or anything. So it's kind of just like, well, this is fun for a minute or two. If it were a dollar or something, I think it would be kind of just fun to fart around with and play. But uh, it's it's nothing special. The other one I played was Valkyrie Chronicles 4. I have never played any of these games before, so I didn't really know what I was getting into when I started it. And I really, really enjoyed the gameplay of it it's a very strategy based game so you can kind of have like this top-down view of a of a battlefield and you have to strategically put your characters in position and then it kind of like goes down to a first person view where you're actually playing first person now and it kind of keeps going back and forth through that so i didn't get super far in the demo through the storyline of it it's it looks just beautiful it's kind of like an animated story you know that so it, it translates really well it looks really crisp on the switch and it, it's just a lot of fun i i had never played any of these games before and, and so i really kind of enjoyed it that one i actually saw um some really good reviews coming out i was thinking about downloading that too so now with that high 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 praise for the valkyrie chronicles 4 i might i might give that a download you know i'm not i mean i'm always i'm always up and down on the rpgs yeah i but i see this one i it feels more like into the breach than mm. an rpg and then the last one i played was monster hunter generations ultimate i did get the demo and played a little bit of it uh i don't love it I just, you know, despite the fact that it sounds like hotcakes, I just don't, I, th- I, I want to say it's the demo, but I'm not sure. And maybe some of our listeners can, can kind of explain this to me, but I, I went into this thinking that this game, you essentially are battling monsters, gaining like, you know, hides. And so from what I remember the first one, getting materials so that you can build armor and better weapons and whatever, and you can take down bigger and bigger monsters working with a team. The demo, you don't really get, you get to select sort of the class you want to be. So I was like, I don't know, sword or something, two swords. I don't know. And then you just there, boom, you just dropped in a field somewhere and you're just like running around fully armored, fully good to go. And I was kind of like, I don't even know who this person, I didn't create a character. I didn't do anything. And I, I think that could be a fault of the demo. I don't know. I don't know if they were just like, well, we're just going to give you a scenario to play and you figure it out. But they didn't even explain Mm. the controls, Mm. nothing. And I was just like shooting kind of, and I never felt like that was the appropriate, like I took down a few monsters, but I never felt like I was doing it well. I never felt like I knew what I was doing. I just kind of was just hitting buttons until something shot out or whatever. And it was like, is this, this is how the game goes. This is the first thing that they want people to see. I don't know if they just assume people know the game. Yeah. That's tricky. I, I know that the game itself is very different. So you start off and there's 
whole story and there's, you know, customization and things like that. So it's very intriguing that that's, I guess yeah, that's how they would do a demo, but maybe there's just not enough upfront to really make you aware of what you're supposed to be doing. Um, intriguing. You should definitely know the controls yeah. though in a demo. Like you got to at least explain that aspect of it because in my mind, if I'm playing a demo, I need to understand the basics of the game. I don't want to get like a, you know, I like knowing that if I'm jumping into monster hunter, this is a game where you're creating your own character and you're leveling them up. Whereas from the demo, I just got the idea of you pick one of three people and it's pre-generated mm. and then you just go run around a field yeah. with no clear objective. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I, I think that the Mega Man 11 demo was, was very well put together because they really explained the controls, the mechanics, you know, you play a mm-hmm. level of it and you're like, Oh, I'm going to get more of that. There might even be more different yeah. things, but yeah, I think that with monster Hunter is a very complex game just in general. So there probably needs to be a balance there. So it's kind of a shame that they didn't put a little bit more in there. Now there is a demo that I played where they, they had a great tutorial, which is the one that you recommended gave us the highest. I don't know if I, if I said I recommended Rec- highest recommendation, I, you know, I was sold on that. There was a monkey on, on it, which is yeah. uh toy stomp bike tip tops trials. Uh, and Heather, Heather watched me and she goes, I like that. There's a monkey on this and it makes cute noises she's like i don't know if i like anything else but it's a really it's not not good very bad very not good don't don't do everyone should play the demo because it's great um yeah you should definitely play the demo but it is a funny it is a weird game because you essentially you can only go you hear toy stunt bike right and you think oh i can do tricks No, no not true you can either Go. F- you can either spin forward or spin backward. That is the trick. There's no other tricks. It's someone someone's first game. Like it's someone's first Unity game ever or something. I'm pretty sure. Uh, just yeah. using default assets. Or I mean, I the game developers that made this game. You can correct me if I'm wrong, and you can shout at me. But that's what it feels like, at least. Um, very cute chimp noises. But yeah, that's it. Um, I did. I did play more into the breach. I talk about that now. I will say this, Mister Fortnite over there, Mister Beaten All Battle Past Things. I finally booted up Paladins. Uh, you had played it, and I decided I want to shoot some things and uh, figure out what this Paladins things was all about. So I booted it up, and this game is super cool. I am in kind of in love with it. Uh, you it's free to play obviously and you have all these different hero characters and different abilities as you would expect now the game looks pretty good i play it on played it on tv and i played it portable mode very similar um lots of different aspects the game modes are very easy to understand it's kind of like capture a point or just deathmatch things like that but it's a first person shooter with different abilities for each character different categories I've been playing. I've been playing a few hours of it. I really enjoy it. It seems like there's a smaller community compared to other games like this out there, but I've enjoyed it. And you and I were talking ahead of time and you said that it's basically Overwatch. That that's that correct? I would say yes. It is basically Overwatch. Now, I have never played Overwatch and only play Paladins, but you played Overwatch and then played Paladins, correct? Yes. And how would you map those two things? Uh, the fact that one is free is always nice. You know, I mean, obviously there's kudos there. But for me, I think that Overwatch is a very, very polished, great experience. I think that Paladins is... it's paying homage to overwatch. We'll put it that way, right? Like it's very clear that they got a lot of inspiration when they played overwatch to create paladins. They said, you know what, we we can do this too. Um, and so I think that I think for me, overwatch is the better of the two. I'm not saying that I don't like paladins. I've played it a bunch of times and I do have a lot of fun playing it, but I think that you're going to have people in both camps. It's a very Fortnite versus PUBG thing. Mm. Some people play both. Some people are very heavy on one or the other. I tend to lean towards Overwatch, but I am I play both and 
think that they both have their their merits, but I I lean Overwatch. Yeah, well, if Overwatch comes to the Switch, then I'll probably play it. But so far, I, yeah, so far that would be awesome. So far, I'm enjoying it, and I will say it's finally that point in time where I'm a little upset that there is no voice chat in some of these games. Mm. So. You're gonna start talking some smack to the kids? What? <sighs> no calling them out no 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 the noobs i think that's what they say the they, they'll be calling me out um now that being said um i you you play in a team and it'd be very nice to communicate with my teammates about what to do mm. now there might just be a bunch of people yelling at each other and swearing prof- profusely but i will say i, I was kind of disappointed a little bit like that when i was playing but overall, I think it's pretty easy to understand. My favorite feature of this game is that when you finish a, a game, you, there's like a person that had the best of something, however they calculate it. It's like the top, not the top player, but the top like thing. And I was, I had that one time. I went on like a, a death, a kill spree or whatever, where someone like did this best thing, however they calculate it. So like, even though I didn't even win, I got the top pick, which I thought was really cool that it's like, oh, wow, like I did this thing, even though I wasn't like the top person or my team didn't even win. I thought that was a nice little little thing. Well, it's about time you about about time you got in on it. There you go. Well, you know, all of you out there were missing the Nintendo Direct. So we gave you our own version, the Nintendo Dispatch Direct right here. On your favorite podcast, Nintendo Dispatch. You can find us everywhere on the Internet at James Montemagno at MS Rivette. You can find the podcast at Dispatch Podcast and, of course, at NintendoDispatch.com. Tell your friends, tell your coworkers, subscribe on their device, subscribe on your device. Uh, Leave us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. That'd be lovely. So until next time, this has been your Nintendo Dispatch.